Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and today I'm joined by Quinn. Hi, people. Hello, Quinn. How are you this week? Doing okay. That's good. I was very tired all week, but then I finally got some sleep. Sleep is good. I enjoy sleep. The Moncast is brought to you by Sleep. The current score is 2020, and this time we'll be discussing the 41st episodes, The Fortune Hunters, and Digimon World Tour Part 2. Attack of the Clones. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And of course, a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. So let's get straight into it with the Fortune Hunters. This was a strong episode. It was a really strong episode. I am still slightly flabbergasted, flabbergasted even, that we ended the season on a filler. That is just wild. Yeah, that is a point. This is the end of Jerbshaw Journeys, because after this it goes on to the next one that I've not checked the name of. Uh, Johto League Champions. I'll get on to what the next episode is at the end of this episode, but this is the last one of Johto Journeys. We'll have actually finished a season of Pokemon. How? How crazy. It's taken literally years to finish one season of Pokemon. There's a lot of filler. There's a lot of filler. Should we just dive into what we liked and what we didn't like and all the stuff? I, I definitely enjoyed the Pokestrology. I refuse to not think of it as Pokemon Astrology. I wonder if that's an actual thing you can find online. That would be nice. I'm going to Google it. There's a quiz called Which Pokemon Are You Based On Your Birthday? We should take the quiz after the episode and then we'll post our results. But I want to do it. Oh, fine. Then also send me the link. We're going to do this live. Live pre-recorded. Live to tape, but also edited. I'm actually just going to read out the questions. This is going to be an impromptu segment. Let's just do it. All right. You're just starting your journey and the professor offers three Pokemon for you and your friends to pick from. Who picks first? Is it me, me, me? Is it I'll let my friends go first because I'm such a nice person? Or they can go first, I'm so indecisive. I'm going with the indecisive answer. I like to think I'm a nice person. You think that. I mean, yeah. Next question. Pick the month you were born in. So I was born in November. I am a maybe. Is that a May baby? Yes. Number three is pick a gym badge. So it's Cascade, Thunder, Boulder, and Rainbow. Go on, Rainbow. Obviously Rainbow. Number four, what decade were you born in? I was born in the the late 1930s, but for the sake of this, I'll put the 1990s. I am actually older than time. One of the answers is, I'm old enough to know that's a rude question. Honestly valid, I am getting to the point where I don't want to answer that question anymore. Oh no. Okay, number five. Professor Willow offers you a starter Pokemon at the start of your journey. Which one would you like to choose? It's just Pikachu, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, or Charmander. Um, I'm going Squirtle. Obviously Squirtle. Okay, what day were you born? It's just a few regions. I was born 9th of November. I was born the 15th. You're using a friend as a reference for a job you really want. Sounds like me. How do you ask them to describe you? I'll write the reference and you just put your name to it, please. You know, I asked a professor for a uh, a reference letter this week, and she was just like, yeah, just write it and I'll sign it. And I'm like, alright. I'd like my friends to say that I'm focused, even though that is a blatant lie. Yeah, if it's a job application, I'm going to have them lie. And say that I'm honest. Perfect. What time of day were you born? This is getting real specific. I have no Pikachu. idea. 
I was born 2am. But one of the options is, uh, I have no idea. That's, I guess, what I'm going with. I mean, I, I could shout down and ask my mom, but I'm not going to. Uh, you've just come home from a stressful day at work. What do you do to relax? Eat my feelings. Uh, the other options are listen to music, read a book, or exercise. And uh, I'm going to probably go with read a book, because video game is not on the list. Yeah, video game's on there. I'm going to go with music before eating my feelings. What's your greatest weakness? Wow. Wow, I'm not I'm not disclosing that on a podcast. The choices are distant perfectionist, selfish, stubborn, unassertive, or controlling. I mean, if, this, if we're going back to the job interview thing, you have to say perfectionist. Yeah, but what is actually my greatest weakness? I'd probably say distant. Yeah. I'm not very good at talking openly about how I'm feeling. I, mean, I had to work on that. I have finally gotten kind of better. I guess I'll go with unassertive. You have my permission to. Okay, thank you. Number 12, what kind of trainer are you? Win at all costs. It's all about having fun, or I'm competitive, but there's only so far I'll go. I'm like the middle ground. I'm gonna go with have fun. Last question. How would you rate this quiz? Not great. I mean, I'm gonna go with it was okay. Show me my results. I am a Clefairy. I'm fine with this. I'm a Doduo. Why am I a Doduo? I don't know. People are never quite sure which side of the thing they'll- Is this in English? Nothing if not duplicitous. People are never quite sure which side of it they're going to get from your expressive indecisive <laughs> personality. This turned out to be a your gender quiz. Which side of the coin they're going to oh which side they're going to get from your expressive yet indecisive personality. Just like Dodoro, who quite literally has two heads, which take turns sleeping, so one head can always be on watch. Popular and outgoing. Your electric personality combined with just the right amount of cuteness makes you desired, if not envied, by all you meet. I don't agree with the second paragraph, but the whole flipping back and forth of things sounds a lot like me. I am apparently multi-talented and adaptable, a budding soul that life seems to pull in every direction. You tend to dabble in anything and everything all at once and have the unnatural ability to blend into any situation. And if there's one thing you can say with certainty about you, it's that you don't like to be alone. I, my, my abilities include cute charm, which causes infatuation upon contact, and god, I wish that were true. It would help a lot with your being inassertive. It would. Well, that was a segment. Yes, we should do more random quizzes on, on air sometime. Anyway, uh, so this episode of, of Pokemon where we're all deciding what Pokemon we are, and then also giving some people our Pokemon. Yes. I think first we should just decide where we stand on the fortunes for everyone. So, Brock is an Onyx. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, although saying he's honest and detail-oriented is a little much. He's not specifically detail-oriented when looking at women, especially. He's very generalist. He really just doesn't care. If you've got the boobs, he's in the moods. That's really all it takes. Let's see, Misty being a Gyarados, it's a little much, but I it was funny, so I'll give it to them. She is a proper hothead. Ash as a, what was it, Weeping Bell? It was a Bellsprout. He's just a, a floppy plant. Easily swayed by others, has no real <laughs> assertive anything. No substance. He's just a bland plant. He wibbles for your amusement. Uh, I have forgotten. What was Jesse's? Jesse was an Eevee. I'm fine with that. So cute, adorable, adaptable. And James the Moltres. James the Moltres. And I love that they established that he just had a Moltres costume already. Yep, he just had one in his closet. It came out of his closet. 
Much like James did this episode. I identify as a Moltres type. Oh god, it was so good. Just James really stole the whole episode, didn't he? You know, I was into it, especially when he Hulk smashed when he was tied up. When he has the confidence behind him, just like, wow, I can be in charge, I'm great, I'm amazing. He just becomes even more amazing than usual, and I love it. He's the most dramatic evil villain character, and it is so good to see him take charge. Honestly, it's a real shame that he didn't. He doesn't keep that up, but we can't let him do that, because then it would actually change something in the show. He kicks his victory bell in the face. <laughs> Poor victory bell. Butch and Cassidy are good, and they should show up more often. This is only the second time I've seen them. That's fair. In the whole podcast. They seem to keep turning up in the later parts of the series, because they turned off the the second to last episode that we covered the first one. I would not be that surprised if this is the last time they ever come up. But anyway, yes, Butch and Cassidy, who it's the first time I've ever seen them, are running a thing where they just made a fake Pokemon fortune-telling book... And then also uh, pretended to help people trade their Pokemon, except they just steal their Pokemon. It's kind of great. It's amazingly devious, and I'm into it. What I really love about Butch and Cassidy is that they're actually good at being villains. They're the competent Jesse and James. Yeah, exactly. Like, the disguises are actual disguises and not just fake glasses. So when they actually revealed themselves halfway through the episode, I was surprised. Because I had no idea it was going to be them. I had an inkling like, this sounds like a con or something, but I wasn't sold on it. But when they revealed themselves to Jesse and James, I was just like, what? An actual twist? It's an exciting filler episode. It's a, it's a pretty good filler episode. Also, they have a radicate, which is cute. Radicate. However it talks. I don't know how it talks. It just says its name. I was born in the year of the rat. I believe I am a horse. Do you identify as a horse? Not especially. Okay. I will say, Jesse has this amazing line, I've heard all about these little books, I've been meaning to shoplift one, and just, god, that's goals. <laughs> it does sound a lot like you. The viewer may be a bit more assertive. Yeah, yeah, gotta work on that. And if I wasn't quite so distant and far away from the books, maybe I could shoplift them as well. I mean, I assume they have books locally that you could shoplift. Yeah, but I kind of live in the same building, so I'd be caught pretty quick. You just, you gotta up your theft game. <laughs> Locally sourced stolen books. Exactly. Great. Do you know what else is great, though? The, the, the random spacesuit costumes that Jesse and James have at the start. I'm sort of glad that that doesn't come back to be anything. It's literally just that. It's just pointless. Also, they, had a, they dug a pit trap. It seems like it should have been more effective than it was. It really wasn't effective, was it? They just climbed out. They just got out. They should have dug the hole further. Maybe put some spikes at the bottom. Oh god. One day when they actually put spikes at the bottom of a pit. <laughs> and then Ash died. End of show. Oh no, please don't. Honestly, despite how great this episode was, I've not made many notes. Because it was just a roller coaster of great things happening. There's not all that much to it, except that it was very fun. And really, we told you the whole thing. Butch and Cassidy are, have a pretty good theft operation going. Butch's voice is also something. I am very sad that they did not tell Meowth what kind of Pokemon he is. I as well. I wanted to know what Pokemon Meowth was. Exactly. How else will I ever know what kind of Pokemon Meowth is? But we know that you're a Clefairy and I'm a Doduo. <laughs> yeah. That's such a bizarre combination. They're very strange choices. At least it shows this quiz has some variety in its answers. That's true, that's true. Honestly, it would be pretty funny if they just all answered Pikachu. Which Pokemon are you? And it just has like a list of all, every single Pokemon you can just pick. <laughs> and then it goes, you are that one. 
Okay, put your credit card. Now show me the card. You had the ace of spades. It's the sort of dumb joke I would make. Exactly. I'm trying to blend into the show, which I can do because I'm a Clefairy. The normal fairy type or something. The only other thing I want to say is that Double Slap as a move is very funny to watch. Polyworld just slapping this Riot Yeah. It's very funny. It's a real shame that we don't do continuity because it would be pretty funny to keep making fun of Misty for being a Gyarados. That would be funny. But yeah, the, the whole episode is quite simple, really. But it's very fun. It's nice to see Butch and Cassidy appear. They honestly just really add a lot more sort of energy. Some competent villains would really help move this show along. Or just make the filler less repetitive. Because they'd actually need a new scheme every time that they want to work. Instead of just be a funny thing that Team Rocket does. It's like, I love Team Rocket, but I do wish that they were more competent at being villains. Because then the conflict in each episode would just be better to watch. Well, and if they, like, actually succeeded once in a while, it could explain how it is that Ash suddenly stops remembering he has certain Pokemon. Totodile's fun. I like his little dance. And he sounds like Daffy Duck. He doesn't say Totodile, which is really weird. It's just because like, I... I hadn't noticed that, but that's true. Or if he does say Totodile, it's in that funny voice. I do think it's a shame that they, they get told that there's a real book that they were ripping off. Which seems like a lot of work, but then they uh, they don't tell us what James's real Pokemon is, which is honestly a shame. Did you not say it said his real Pokemon is to be continued? That's true. His Pokemon is to be continued. It comes back and the narrator's just like, and James's Pokemon was this. <laughs> It'd be pretty great. It would be great, but next episode will already be great. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I have about this episode. Pretty fun for filler. But also, I cannot believe we're just ending the season on filler. I mean, I don't know if it's like technically a season. They just sort of change the intro and it gets listed with a new name. But it's like a continuation of the same thing. Well, I, th- I think there was probably like, you know, an off-air period. Quite possibly. It was a weird place to leave it. We're finally going to get to Goldenrod next time, I think. So, that'd be good. Finally going to be at Goldenrod. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this day may never come. Shall we move on? Sounds good. So let's move on to Digimon World Tour Part 2. This was also good. I disagree. Oh. This was very bad. I, I didn't hate it. It was only funny in a so bad it's funny way. It wasn't genuinely funny. And it's quite possibly very racist. It's kind of racist. Not maybe quite as racist as last week, but... Some of the accents are dubious. <laughs> um... Like, the the French grandpa who sounds Transylvanian. Yes, but I love his extremely butch wife, who is obviously gay. No, you, as- you assume that she's butch, but she could just be a typical grandma that happens to do plumbing and roof work and all this sort of thing. And repairs the castle when it... R- repairs the castle gates. I wish she was the one that just drove up on the bike instead of that. God, that would have been so much better. It would have been. I do want Catherine's outfit. It's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, she's called Catherine. I barely noticed the fact that she was being swooned over by every single male character. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. It's real bad. But it's such a good outfit. Why would you objectify the French? I do want to point out, in, in our first half of the episode when we're in Australia, over the course of one commercial break, we go 1,800 kilometers, or right about 1,000 miles, in a speedboat in, like, four minutes. Was it even a commercial break? 
I could have sworn that it just faded between the shots and they were there. That is where they would have put in a commercial break if we had them. Really? That wasn't ten. That did not feel like ten minutes in. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird place. But yeah, that's that's how we get from Sydney all the way up to the Great Barrier Reef in possibly the blink of an eye because we're really good at geography. Australia's not that big. Joe does tell Gomamon and uh, Armadillomon to to do the hoe, which, I mean, you, you at least need to buy me dinner first. Ho, ho, ho. No, I will not provide context for the people who didn't watch the episode. Everybody do the ho. This episode was bad. It's not great. Australian Jedi is called Hogan, but he introduces himself as Santa Claus in a bathing suit. Yeah, that part is really weird and bad. Not, don't like that. And then he reveals his disguise and he's Hogan and he has an Australian accent. But not while he's being Santa. Because as we all know, Santa is American. Santa has a North Polian accent. Then there's Derek, who's windsurfing. I'm sorry, Derek is trans. What makes you say that? Right up until they said, hi, I'm Derek, I thought Derek was a girl. And you can just see them, can't you? I can always tell. I, I have trans dark. What else happens in Australia that's of note? Giant Mega Digimon. Imperial Digimon? That sounds right. Did not destroy the Dark Towers? Not in Australia. Or in Paris. Which seems weird, because like, he was clearly able to target them from space. He's just at a bot job. I, I do appreciate an episode that has Magna Hadramon, because we need more of that. Yes. Um, are we just skipping over to Paris now? Are we done with Australia? I think I'm done with Australia. They're, they do a lot of food stuff in Australia, and it's not very good. Yeah, it's real bad. For some reason, the, the sea Digimon can communicate effectively. They understand Australian. I do want to point out something here, though. That we're in a whole new place, with a brand new attitude, but we still gotta catch them all, and be the best that you can be. I appreciate you, Quinn. You're doing well. I'm glad you're here to make these bad jokes. Someone has to. What else is there in Paris? Apparently TK has to sing for his French grandpapa. Sing for Jaca with him, which is pretty adorable, and then they don't sing. Ugh. Grandpa kind of sucks. Grandpa's bad. He also looks very good for his age, and I doubt he's actually TK's grandpa. I think he might have been, I'm not sure. I don't know. They just make up relationships to excuse why these kids are meeting up with random adults. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Sometimes they're movie stars. Yeah, it's hard to tell if it's a dub thing or just an actual relationship, but I hope, I hope it's right, because I want TK to have the best grandma in the world. Yeah. She just does all the DIY... She's great, I love her. Paris is great as well. We get a, a few nice shots of Paris. Like, I've been to several of those places, and it was surprisingly well done for a Digimon background. It was good. There was one really obscure but amazing joke about how it's time for the Battle of Versailles again. Like, wow, is that a weird throwback to a 1970s fashion show? I didn't get that joke. Can you explain, please? So, in the 1970s, there was this really important fashion show called the Battle of Versailles, it came to be known. It's one of the first times that, like, American fashion ended up being important internationally. They're just like, yeah, it's time for the Battle of Versailles. Again. I thought it was just a reference to a real battle. There was no real Battle of Versailles. Oh no! That's such an obscure reference, then. Yes, it is. I love it. TK's grandpa does have his moments. I think the highlight is definitely just him going to make a citizen's arrest of the Mamo Man. Uh, that and just, oh, if the gate is open, obviously it is my duty as a Frenchman to go find out what is going on with the palace. <laughs> what? 
my duty as a Frenchman. I, I am tempted to watch the sub and find out what the hell actually happened in this episode. I'm not. That's fair. But I'm still vaguely curious that it's been long enough that I don't remember anymore. Also, Ty calls TK's grandpa grandpa. That's nice. Because he just doesn't have a name. Yeah, that is weird. And don't, don't fawn over the small child, especially you, Ty. Just why? You're much too old for this child. It wasn't necessary. At all. Why? Because <laughs> Ty is recently single. He's going through some things. Ty's always been single. He's just been fawning over Sora. Okay, that's fair. But that's CGI, man. <laughs> it really is it's not great. I'd prefer Magnarangemon's Digivolution to Metal Greymon's. That is very true, yeah. I am also incredibly biased towards all of Patamon's Digivolutions. But also Metal Greymon's is just not very good and super felt out of place. And it's such a shame because Metal Greymon actually looks good when he's properly animated. Like, outside of the CGI. So just do that. This episode makes me sad. It's really just not good. Yeah, you've persuaded me. It was entertaining enough to watch, but it's not actually very good. Most of the jokes don't land. The accents are terrible. That's true. The accents are pretty atrocious. Hogan's a thing. Both Ty and TK fawn over random French girl. Like, that's out of character for both of them. They don't do that. They've never done that. And now they do that. And then the episode just ends with this small girl just going, There's something scary about that lady, but somehow it seems she understands me. Yeah, that part is really terrible. And she follows her into a dark alleyway, and boom. Stranger danger. He looks at someone and goes, I think they're scary, but somehow I think they understand my deepest thoughts and feelings as well. That That's not a first impression of anyone. I don't know. I think I might follow someone who is scary but seems to understand me, but... That might talk about my issues a little more than I feel comfortable doing right now. Was this episode filler? I would say yes. Technically no, but pretty much yes. I don't think there's really any plot development. We've had Mommy Mom with a small child in the previous episode, so it's just the same thing again. Like I said, technically no, in that we did set up all of this stuff needed to be done, but it wasn't great. Yeah, like, all this stuff's been set up for they have to go around the world and do this stuff great. But what's to stop them just in the next one just having a message... To Yoli or ever just saying, Ty and TK are finished in Paris. And boom, this episode's done. Also, Hikari, I kind of cheated on you. They're not dating. Not for her lack of trying and try, though. But yeah, you could just have this whole episode be a message to someone. Just saying, we finished. Yeah, you're not wrong. As I recall, the next one is pretty good. So here's hoping. It's just like, it's the middle chunk in the World Tour arc. So it's kind of just like, eh. It's just more of the same. It's not wrapping anything up. It's not starting anything. Yeah. It's just this time it's in Paris and has Hogan in it. There wasn't even a French Jedi, which I'm kind of grateful for. That would have been real bad, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Don't do that again, please, ever. Okay, fine. I'm going to put it down as filler, and you cannot stop me because you are unassertive. That's true. Now it's time for Mono 8 Mono, where we give the point to Pokemon and move on to the outro. Next time we'll be discussing... <laughs> I'm so tempted to actually just leave it there, but no. No, let's, let's do it. So, who was our Monsters of the Week? Magnarangemon made an appearance, so I'm just going to pick him. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, because there wasn't anything special in Pokemon either. There wasn't a standout monster from either show. So it's literally just pick your favourite. Uh, my favourite was definitely just Magnarangemon, because he's great. 
need more. I kind of wish he'd just done Gate of Destiny and sent all of those Digimon. He should have Gate of Destiny the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> just for lols. Yeah, just just cause. No, he should have Gate of destiny TK's grandpa. I think it was his time anyway. <sighs> that would have set up some stuff for Try. I care about you, but you still killed my grandfather. <laughs> he sent my grandpa to the great beyond. Why did you do that? He was hitting on a small child, TK. He deserved to go. Don't do that joke. Magarangemon, good. TK's grandpa, bad. That's fair. Worst protagonist? By default, it was Ash. Because Davis wasn't in this. Eh, I'm going to give it to Ty. Ty is sort of the protagonist still. He's, yeah. I'm going to give it to Ty. Ooh. Do I have to make another column? I think I do. Because, yeah, Ash wasn't that bad. Yeah, Ash was kind of good, other than being slightly mad about being a Bellsprout. Which, yeah, I mean, who wants to be a Bellsprout? I mean, Bellsprouts can dance, though. But apart from that, they are pretty useless. We're going to get so many angry emails from Bellsprout stands. Yeah, the one Bellsprout stand that listens. I hope his name is Stan. What is wrong with the letter D? Why can't we include it in the word stand anymore? Because that's not what Stan means. It is a portmanteau of stalker fan. Oh, that's stupid and I hate it. Yes. I thought it was just short for stand. I was like, why are people doing this? It's even worse than you think. I'm slowly becoming sadder and sadder as we do this episode. (laughs) It's okay, though. Because now we get to talk about our favourite humans. So, James the Moltres type. James the Moltres type is just the best. I wish they hadn't told him. I want him to just stay as that authoritative, powerful... He hulked out and, like, tore apart mopes he was tied up in. He was winning. He was doing great. He just needs confidence in himself. He was assertive. The, the opposite of you. Yes. It was great. He he wore his Moltres costume for the first time in public. Oh, God, he's just such a furry. I love it. Not a, a feathery or a birdie. I don't know what you'd call it. I, I don't either. Probably feathery, but... Maybe a legendary? Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. He's not a furry, he's a legendary. James really is legendary. Oh, especially this episode. He's so good. He climbs up a lamppost just to shout to the world about how he's going to dominate them all, and it's amazing. Ooh. Uh, okay, which storyline was better? Pokemon, gotta catch him all so true. Yeah, we we do have to give the point to Pokemon. It was just such a good episode. It's one of those high-quality filler episodes which has Team Rocket do things. Exactly. God, this show should just be about Team Rocket. It really should. Just give me an anime series about Team Rocket. That's all I Team want. Team Rocket and their rivals, Butch and Cassidy. Yes, do it. Team Rocket are the best protagonists. They really are. Which is why Pokemon gets the point, for sure. Because Digimon was real bad. It wasn't great. It was real bad. Just bad. That's what my notes say. Just real bad. And that does make the score 21-20 to Pokemon. It's reclaimed the lead. Next episode's going to be tough, because we finally get to do something in Pokemon. But it's also going to be the end of an era. By which I mean a three-episode thingy. Digimon's having a, a poor streak at the moment. Digimon's so inconsistent in quality. Really is. But then so is Pokemon. We really want Digimon to be good, and we really want Pokemon to be good, but they can't seem to be good at the same time, and I don't understand why. (laughs) Even Emily is laughing at my suffering. Next time we'll be discussing the 40 second episodes 
A Goldenrod Opportunity, and Digimon World Tour Part 3. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord, and you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut, and help us reach that milestone where we'll do a special every month on something special. Of course, a massive thank you to Quinn for joining me today. Where can the people find you? They can find me on the Twitters, at RealYubico. Awesome. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye bye. Good night, everybody. Uh, I am pooped. I pooped. I'm dead. <laughs> I was having a drink. Don't make me spit on the mic, please. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Emily, oh, okay. My houseplant Emily is just calling me pretentious for talking about my youth when I'm currently 23. I mean, that sounds about right. There's a, I'm no longer in my childhood, Emily. That is... Childhood is one thing. Youth is another. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's just wrap this up. Let's yep. wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> the Digivolution is on the <laughs> Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know it was coming? I am breaking down today. <laughs> Let me hear you say. Oh, and you should email us and tell us what your Pokemon birthday thingy is. You should do that if you want to. Do not feel obligated. Feel obligated? <laughs> Whoa, you're supposed to be unassertive. Right, but you fuck. did also say that, that you were dishonest. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>